Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to High Commentary. And it is like 2 a.m. in the morning, and I decided to do this podcast because there is a lot I need to get off my chest. And, you know, since I'm pretty much surrounded by snakes and people I can't trust, even the person you sleep with you can't trust, it kind of just, you know, makes your mind so busy especially at times when you should be relaxing and and going to sleep. But anyway, we're going to talk about this whole love bombing situation that I got myself into and the sad part about it all. Stay tuned. let's get into it i am smoking a little bit of tropicana trail and uh i'm just really really going through it at this time and i felt like since you know the person that claimed to love me instead took my feelings as a fuck you and you know i'm surrounded by a whole bunch of snakes i figured this would be the best way to express myself where People could talk about me, but they respect me enough not to say it to my face. And that's pretty much all I give a fuck about. So let's get into it. I was with this guy for almost six months, and he was really love bombing me. I'm talking about saying that he loved me in two months, okay? And, you know, to some people, that is pretty fast, you know. For me, I just saw it as, well, that's how he feels. You know, that's how he's making me feel. So I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to, you know, push it away. Little did I know that after three months, the honeymoon stage is over. And his true color started to show. He wasn't as caring after he got what he wanted. He wasn't as supportive emotionally, but preferred to support me financially. And of course, to most women, it's like, yeah, like, you know, why not? But for me, it's more than that. I need emotional connection. And I need to know that I won't be abandoned. Now, I'm not saying I have abandonment issues as far as like my family, but I do have abandonment issues as far as dealing with people that were undeserving of me. And in this case, that's exactly what happened. I did something so bad when I know I shouldn't and I should have had the strength to not allow myself to be manipulated or coerced or seduced into doing something that really I wasn't ready for and I also wanted to see if this person really meant what they said as far as loving me and as far as wanting to marry me or you know have a family and I felt like if that person was able to understand my celibacy that this is a person that I can trust with not just my heart but with my soul.
I'm gonna briefly get into some love bombing traits. First, he did say I love you pretty fast, which was a little bit alarming for me, but at the same time, you can't time love. You, you know, you, there is such thing as love at first sight. So I figured, okay. Second trait is when sex became the solution for him and sex became the main component more so than having an intimate and emotional connection to me. And we would bicker and argue about me not wanting to be intimate because I wanted to make sure that he was a person that would stick around and someone that I would grow with. And I was just hoping that everything he did say was actually the truth and not a lie. So now I'm here and I realize it was more than a lie. It was a delusional lie because let's get one thing straight and let's be real before, you know, we go any further. He's 25. Did I really as Did I really expect a 25-year-old to really have those types of genuine feelings? I get it, AJ, nothing but a number. But I mean, now that I look at it in retrospect, it's like he was selling me a pipe dream just because he was young, dumb, and full of cum. And it wasn't that he really wanted to pursue those things. It was the fact that he knew that those were the things that I desired and wanted because he would watch my stories. So he knew exactly what he was getting into when he chose to pursue me. The sad part is that I gave him the benefit despite my fear of everything that's happening now. So everyone says it's a lesson learned, but to me it really isn't because respect is respect. And I wasn't given that respect no matter how many times I tried or how many times I loved or as many times as I forgave, I still wasn't given what was deserved. And on top of that, he had the audacity to be so disrespectful that it led to the last straw. Stay tuned. So aside from his lack of empathy or compassion, when I would cry due to his negligence of my feelings, down to causing arguments instead of 
finding solutions. Down to having the audacity after being given my heart, my soul, and even my body. And despite his constant running away, back and forth, back and forth, in and out the house, like it's a a fucking revolving door. He had the audacity to say, fuck you, simply because I wanted him to help to upkeep my apartment. It was his clothes on the floor that I was asking him to pick up. But I think it was deeper than that. It was the fact that he had an interest in other people. He got what he wanted out of me. And to him, I was damaged goods already. Fucked up, I know. It's super fucked up. But that's when I realized that he really never loved me if he was able to fix his lips to say, fuck you to me. And to belittle me. And to watch me cry with no feeling Those are the signs of a person that has love-bombed you because their consistency, I mean, it's like a halt in the consistency department after they've gotten what they wanted. And now it's off to the fresh meat. Now, of course I'm hurt. I'm really fucking hurt because, honestly, frankly, if we was in the Bronx, this shit would go a whole nother motherfucking way. But because I have a lot to lose, it's just not worth it. I've already lost enough. I lost my sense of self when I broke my celibacy. And that is what hurt me the most. The fact that he knew how important my celibacy was and why it was so important for me to be sure that he was going to be a person that was going to stick around and actually build with me. And now he's taken that too. And I think that's what hurts me the most. Someone asked me today, if you didn't give away your celibacy to him and this happened, would you be just as mad? And I said, honestly, I wouldn't because if I had my celibacy, that would be something that I still have ownership of. It's not a false soul tie. It's not, you know, me giving something so important, so priceless away to someone who wasn't even deserving of it and just wanted to pretty much try it more so than truly love the person that you say you love. So 
I guess these are the phases of a breakup because you come to the realization that if a person could come out and tell you, fuck you, they pretty much shot your head off and just left you there for dead. Now, the kicker is that the next day he sends me a text message in the afternoon with a generic apology saying, I'm sorry for what happened last night and what I said to you. I I think he said I definitely damaged the relationship or I ruined the relationship. Something along those lines. And all I read, because I read it a few times, you know, like a good amount of times, what I understood was that he probably told his mom and his mom made him apologize for saying that. And he decided, okay, I'm just going to apologize to her just to shut her up and she'll come right back. But at the same time says, I ruined the relationship, which means you intentionally did it. It means that you knew what you was, what you was doing when you did it. And you chose to do it. Like he used to tell me, everything is a choice. So everything that he was doing to me, to hurt me, to manipulate me, to make me feel less than, was a choice. Sadly, it was a hurtful, it was a hurtful choice to an innocent bystander who had nothing to do with their past and only wanted to have a better future. You know what's really fucked up, especially when it comes to women? Men don't realize the value of our intimacy, the value of a woman's soul tie when she chooses to lay in bed with you. Well, Maybe, you know, it could be the girls here, you know, he's also told me, you know, they're fast ass or whatever. And I'm just one of the few that, you know, takes my toto seriously. So it's it's a fucked up situation because another thing that I noticed is that he would give positivity, quote-unquote, positivity and spread love, quote-unquote, to another girl's photos, mainly her main photos, not her flower photos, and think that it's okay when it's only going to make the woman feel like you're, you know, tearing her apart, breaking her down, mentally and emotionally so so that she doesn't look her best so that you could go and entertain 
other women and spread positivity over there. When the priority of spreading positivity is supposed to be with the person you quote unquote love. So I confronted him about that. And I also confronted him about the new girl that so happened to look like his type in the past. Now, of course, this is going to be an issue for black women because only black women are going to be able to understand this. She so happened to be white. And yes, my ex dated mainly white women. So that is going to be alarming to me. New girl at the job. Looks similar to a girl that he had relations with in the past. Not her, but just a girl that looks like her. And... (laughs) I find out through the person that I thought was a friend that I told that I was being verbally and emotionally abused. She just took it as, oh, you know, just take it as a loss. You know, you're doing good. Just do what you got to do and like nothing, which I found quite suspicious because if the tables were turned, she would expect me to let her know what's up, but also not be scared that you're telling your friend what's up because if the tables were turned, you already know that person's name would have to be mentioned. The funny part is that she blocks me, but still has my ex as a friend. So in my head, I'm like, you know what? Everybody's karma is their karma. As long as my heart was pure, my heart was clean, I didn't do anything to disrespect him, never said fuck you, never n- never did those things. Despite the fact that I can't sleep because I'm hurting, I am content because I know that I did not do anything wrong. And while I was here sobbing and soaking and sad that I'm, you know, just like a crazy woman, just thinking like why he said he loved me when he didn't. And and why keep saying that you love me when your actions say you don't. And that's so frustrating for a woman because when we say we love someone, we really do love them. But when a man says they love you, it, it could they could mean it. But a lot of them say it because they know it's the key word to get you to stay or to get you to fuck. And I think he just used it for both. He thought he could handle a queen like me. And come to find out that he can't handle my worst. So he definitely doesn't deserve me at my best then. Because real love has to do with going through the good times and the bad times. Not to abandon, belittle, insult, become non-empathetic and unreasonable with the person that you love. So... 
also, I also found out that he went out with that new girl and a couple of other employees a few days ago. I didn't know anything about it. And if you can't tell the person that you love, it's because, one, you don't love them, but also, two, you know it ain't gonna look right. And that's why people hide and deny things. Because they know, if consciously speaking, it just wasn't right. But it took that girl who also blocked me to come out and say that he hung out with them two days ago and that girl. So at the end of the day, everything he did was a choice down to not telling me and also down to using the excuse we're not together. So I say that to say this. When a guy says he loves you too early in the game, it's probably because he just wants some ass and, you know, he wants to test drive. And after those three months is up, you're no longer getting full liability. Mm -mm. I'm high. I said that wrong. You're no longer getting full coverage. (laughs) You are now down to liability. Okay. You are down to liability. And liability is, is a horrible package. Okay. It is a horrible package because full coverage allows you the freedom and the confidence of being able to be proud that you're with this individual, to be able to show off the person you love. Can you believe that he's never shown me on social media? Ever. I guess he says his Snapchat, which I'm never on, but I guess I'll be on now, but you know, he won't be on there. But um, he, he just said, oh, like Snapchat or something like that. Like, you know, but on his Instagram, he's never posted me. And I did read this quote that I found super, super, super coincidental to what's going on. And that is, if the person doesn't show you they're doing it to protect someone else's feelings. And that made so much sense because when a man is, well, I'm not going to say a man. When a boy, you know, um, has these types of feelings for you, as they say, they would be consistent. If you're hurt, they're going to come to your aid. If they said something wrong, they would sincerely apologize. They would find a strategy, a solution to make things better instead of 
poking the bear just to make things worse. But you also got to think about it like this. It could have been just a way to get out. Like this, um, this guy told me today that there is something on Google that um, talks about, I think, 24 ways, 20, I think 24 ways to gracefully leave. And he also mentioned, like, you're older, like, you know, kind of maybe kind of saying, like, maybe I'm low hanging fruit to, like, you know, a guy like him. And that's why he said what he said, did what he did, parlayed the way he parlayed. Because he just knew how to do it. I just feel like, dude, should have just left me alone. You know, I was really good when I was by myself without having to deal with any type of false emotions and giving up my time, my energy, my love, my celibacy. I just, you know, I just wish I never met him. Or let's be more specific. I wish I never went to the back room of the job because he wanted to give me a surprise and it so happened to be a kiss. I should have known that that probably was the kiss of death. And of course, I'll probably have more because I always go back to podcasting when it comes to being able to express myself authentically and in the moment of when I have my feels that are more intense. And I am really disappointed in myself for not taking heed to the obvious signs. And I'm disappointed in myself for believing that this 25-year-old guy would have the mental capacity to actually love someone consistently and mean it. I think I gave him too much of the benefit, which subsequently becomes disappointing. And I just see it as, all right, you know, you, I'll take that L. You, you found your way into, you know, doing what you did, getting what you want, attaining what you wanted to attain. And when, you know, push came to shove and things fell down as far as me not working at the moment 
and you know just a whole bunch of things being 3,000 miles away with no family just you know really trying to get my emotions together you would think that the person that you sleep with would be able to make you feel secure and feel better about being far away but instead it just makes me more nervous because as a person that suffers from depression and anxiety you know you start to overthink a lot of things you start to worry about a lot of things and yes of course you know we're always going to leave it up to god but our feelings are our feelings and we are human beings you know like dealing with the side effects of what people do say how they make us feel and the differences and the way they behave. So I think I, I got it all out. I think I did. You know, I, 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 I mean, not all of it, because of course, every day is going to change. You know, when you go through breakup phases, one minute you're, you know, sad. Next minute you're, you're mad and you're angry. And then you go, you know, through a mourning stage. So it's like, I'm, I would say like I'm in the angry, mad, but also disappointed in myself because I knew better, but I also wanted love. And I wanted, you know, someone to really love me genuinely. And maybe that's what it was. It was my wanting for love and him coming to the rescue, quote unquote, to then actually float me up to give me an idea of how it could feel to push you off the, the you know the 30th floor and watch you splatter your face so it sucks it really fucking sucks it's really sad you know it, it becomes more sadder when you're not working it becomes you know, more intense when you find out that, you know, there are people around the person that you love that, you know, can be tempted. Because obviously, if it wasn't temptation or if there was nothing with that girl, he wouldn't have to, you know, coincidentally not tell me that he was going out. Because if the tables were turned, I would still say it. You know, just because, yeah, you do what you do and it's wrong, but how you feel about a person is how you feel about a person. And if you respect that person, no matter if they make you upset, you're going to respect them, especially if it's a person that you're with. You're going to tell them, hey, I'm going to go here, you know, so now I just really feel like I have nobody, 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 nobody. And I was put in a really bad position financially, emotionally. Like, it, it all built up all at one time. And that's, like, the worst part. Like, it kind of makes you feel like you just want to kill yourself, you know? Because you're like, damn, you know, you're affected e emotionally, financially, physically, mentally spiritually like I'm just beaten down like a fucking beat dog like just beaten down like 
it, it and that's how I feel, you know, mentally. Probably the reason why it's like fucking almost 3:30 and I'm up. Because my mind is going, I feel like I don't have any control of my life at the moment. I am really sad and disappointed. I am you know, probably being super hard on myself about giving away my celibacy, but it just meant that much to me to be able to have that and be able to have someone that loves me and that's willing to, you know, wait and take in the good and the bad of me and still love me unconditionally because that's what I grew up in. That's the type of household I grew up in. You know, like, my parents would bicker, but they're still together. It's been 40 years. You know what I'm saying? And all I wanted was that. And maybe it's because of my age and I'm 36. You know, I am at the moment where I'm looking for real love or nothing at all. And he's 25. (laughs) He was looking for exactly what he got. And nothing more. And everything else is just something that you got to charge to the game. So stay high, stay fly, stay prayed up. Make sure that you got your foot to chancla, to teni, cualquiera on the devil's neck. Because we're all about positivity and realness. You already know. And we got to speak the truth. You know, I can't just make it seem like everything is all great. And, you know all birds and butterflies when it really feels like a fucking snowstorm and it's in New York and it's dark as hell and it seems like it's never gonna, you know, be bright again. And I guess that's part of the phases, you know, like I'm super angry and I'm super upset, but I'm very disappointed in his actions and his bamboozlement, but I'm also disappointed in myself for allowing it to happen. So learn from my mistakes. Learn from my mierda. You know, at least I'm just old enough to just not give a fuck and to keep it real with y'all so that you can take heed to your surroundings, what you may be going through, what you think you may be going through, what you went through, and just know that we're all human. We're going to have these types of times and days in our lives and People who don't understand that are people who will get their karma eventually. And maybe during that time, when it just seems way too coincidental and similar, they'll remember you and remember how shitty they treated you. So I'm going to try to take my ass to bed. I'm probably going to go back on Instagram because I can't sleep You know, and if I didn't love and care about him, I wouldn't feel the way I feel right now. You know, when a woman is upset and she's angry and she's fed up, it's never because they stopped loving you. It's because they noticed that you stopped loving them. All right, so I think I am done. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I think there will definitely be more to come because one, I'm no longer in a relationship. Uh, Two, there are so many different things that pop up in my head at different times 
where it's like, oh, I remember that shit too, and I need to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So <sighs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try, man. I'm gonna try. But anyway, if you have any questions, if you know you want me to talk about any types of topics, please feel free to contact me at high commentaries at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on on uh, Instagram, hit me up in the DMs and shit. Like, I keep it real. And I empathize. And it's the one thing that is very slim to none. And it's evident from the shit we go through. All right, guys. Love you. Thanks for listening. Mwah. Besitos. Bye.